This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, I am joined by the Trine University National Collegiate Sports Sales Championship team of seniors and sport management majors, Caleb Gagne and Hayden Jones, and sport and recreation major, Nicole Maroney. In the annual nationwide sports sales competition, the Trine team finished 12th out of 37 teams with two teammates finishing in the top 100, Nikki Maroney as the national runner-up and Hayden Jones finishing in 64th. Trine was also the top finishing NCAA Division III team and beat out in-state competitors IU Bloomington and IU Mumbai. In this episode, each team member relays their experience in the NCSSC, walks us through their sales strategies, and gives advice to underclassmen looking to chart their path to a career in sports. I hope you enjoy. Somebody does something amazing on this campus in the world of sports studies, especially if you're if you're winning a national championship or you're getting any type of national notoriety, you're doing some really cool research. We've got to have you on the podcast. And, and today is a special one because I have my team with me. I've got my squad with me. I've got three members of our uh, National Collegiate Sports Sales Championship team with me. Uh, I've got Caleb Gagne, Nikki Maroney, and Hayden Jones with us. Unfortunately, Alyssa Moore, who's our fourth member, uh, couldn't make it. But this is a team that participated in the uh, NCSSC uh, over uh, from November into February. Um, they finished 12th overall out of 37 teams. They were the top finishing team in Indiana, and they were um, the top D3 finishing team. And we have our national runner-up individually in Nikki here. And Nikki was also on the all-integrity team. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give some background and and some information on exactly what the sports sales championship was. But before that, I'd like to introduce all the students and I'll have them uh, talk about themselves a little bit. Uh, we'll start here on my left that you can't see on the podcast, but on my left, Caleb, um, maybe all of you go around, give me your name, give me your major and your hometown. Yeah, so my name is Caleb Ganya, a senior sports management major, and I'm from right here in Ingle, Indiana. My name is Nikki Maroney. I am originally from New Buffalo, Michigan, and I'm studying sport and recreation. I'm Hayden Jones from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm a senior sport management and marketing major and currently pursuing my MBA. All right, so we got a couple sport management, sport and rec, and then Alyssa Moore, who can't be with us, a senior from Pendleton, who's also a sport management major. Um, and, and I think it's kind of interesting she's not with us here. Um, she wasn't able to go with us to Atlanta because she was working the Super Bowl. Um, so she's very, very busy. Um, but I want to give a little bit of background on what the National Collegiate Sports Sales Championship is. So this is a competition among schools all across the country in teams of four. The first round or the first phase was in November. And it's where the students role-played a scenario. Now, this was partnered with the Atlanta Hawks. And so they role-played a scenario where they were selling tickets, mostly premium tickets, like suites and clubs, to buyers. And the buyers were actually sport professionals all around the nation. So they had a Zoom um, kind of uh, buying scenario with a sales professional. And it could have been from Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, and, and everything in between. And then from there, we got a team score. Um, and we had uh, the top 64 um, individual students. And there were, like I said, there were 37 teams, about 180 students. 
uh, try and finish 12th. This is our second year around that 11th or, or 12th. So hoping to break into the top 10 next year. But we're going up against big schools. I mean, these weren't small schools. These were uh, Baylor's with their own uh, sales programs and Florida State and Kansas State, some really, really big schools. Um, IU Bloomington, IUPUI here in the state, which have two good sport management programs. So uh, very proud of how we did finishing where we did. Um, and then from there, they take the top 64 students and they put them in a single elimination bracket, March Madness style and competition in February. And we did that in Atlanta. So I traveled with, with these students. We went to Atlanta. And then um, from there, I'm sitting around three of the top 64 sports sales students here in the country. Caleb and, and Hayden, um, they were both knocked down in the first round. But to be fair, Caleb loses to the eventual national champion. <laughs> And Hayden loses to a guy who goes to the um, quarterfinals. So it was really kind of luck of the draw. I think both of them performed pretty well. But, you know, Nikki uh, made it all the way to the finals and, and finished runner-up. And uh, I think we would all agree in her championship round, she did a really, really nice job. I don't know if she could have done any better. So with that as backdrop on, on all this, part of this came about in my sport management capstone class. So in the fall, we partner with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, who ironically, Caleb has worked with for a long time. And we do a ticket sales class with them. And, and Hayden and Caleb and, and Alyssa were part of that. And I asked for some volunteers who wants to take on this challenge. And uh, those three raised their hand. And Nikki came to me uh, as president of our sport management club and said, hey, I want in this because you got opportunities to actually showcase your skills and, and land a job through this. So, you know, I just kind of want to go around. And again, we'll start, Caleb, and we'll just kind of go around. Um, why did you want to take on this challenge? Yeah, so the biggest thing, kind of like you just said, that when Nikki approached you, it was a chance to showcase your skills. And not only that, uh, just continuing to gain experience and better yourself with networking and working with professionals in the sports industry. Yeah, I think for myself, I have developed a love and a passion for sales over the past year and a half, two years through lots of networking calls and opportunities. And when I heard about the competition last spring um, through Casey Galloway, shout out to my girl, um, she really pushed me to take on this opportunity and um, I decided to, to go for it. Uh, for me, I also had a, a buddy who competed in it last year and had nothing but good things to say about it, even though uh, the whole time he was doing it, he was going through COVID. So everything, uh, hey, I'm moving on to the next round. All right, cool. What do you get to do? Uh, got another Zoom call. And so this one, uh, getting to see uh, everything that was uh, planned for it and uh, who all the opportunities that would be there and how much uh, Professor Pod had uh, hyped it up. It was uh, definitely a good idea to jump at the chance to participate. And that's a good point. So we did it last year and um, we had a couple students do really well. You mentioned Casey and she finished in the top 100. Um, Kyle Sumner finished in the top 100. Jackson Billings, who was on that team last year, was on the all integrity team. Uh, so we had some students do really well last year, but it was, it was all through Zoom. And this one, it was fun because now we actually got a chance to go to Atlanta for the championship um, to have it in person. Um, but Caleb, you said something interesting, or, or I thought was interesting, developing some skills and the opportunity for you to develop skills. So what skills do you feel like you developed through this competition? Overall, like a real experience, I think, like kind of gave us an experience of what it's going to be like when we graduate, like um, integrity, like they had the big talk on there at the conference. Um, and overall, just communication in general, you can never have too much of it. And 
along with that networking, I would say. And so, um, Hayden, I'll ask you, um, I'm assuming Kyle was the one you talked yes. with last year? Okay. Yes. So did he kind of give you any pointers or kind of give you any heads up on what this was going to entail? Um, it was more of uh, just kind of explaining to, to me what he was doing, because at the time, he was in the uh, the sport management capstone along with my uh, overall business uh, Kenner School business capstone group. So we uh, we'd always meet uh, and he'd talk to us about uh, everything that he was doing and what he got to do. So that was basically what I heard from him was just the overall uh, kind of what he was going through. So do you think like the expectations going into it met reality or was it kind of totally different? Um, from his experience of what I heard and everything being on zoom, I feel like ours was definitely a lot different getting to be in person, which, uh, I definitely think we had the better experience for sure. I, I tend to think so. I think being in person. Um, so Nikki, I'll, I'll ask you, you know, you did pretty well in this. This kind of had to be a little nerve wracking though, because you're talking with actual sales professionals over zoom. And then we get to Atlanta and, you know, you go through six different scenario or not different scenarios, but six different buyers and you're seeing them face to face. Were you a little nervous? Yeah, I won't lie. I definitely was sweating a lot during the competition, uh, both mentally and physically. Um, Definitely was nervous after I would get out of a round because I was able to listen into some of my competition and uh, definitely didn't think I would make it as far as I did. But uh, once those scores came out, it kind of reaffirmed that I was doing the right thing and I was improving every round. So you talk about improving every round, right? And the scores coming out. Do you think you got a little more confidence as you went on and, and did that, do you think you saw that in your performance? Yeah, I definitely feel like after receiving feedback each round that I tried to stay focused on my weaknesses while um, playing into my strengths. So using those strengths um, to get back to that in-person because we've been in quarantine for so long with COVID and not being able to be fully in person. It's been tough, but it was really great being in person. So weaknesses is a great thing. I, I'm, I'm really glad you acknowledged that um, because I, I kind of want to go around and talk with you guys about that as well, because sales isn't that isn't necessarily something that's just kind of inherent. I think a lot of people can talk, but there's kind of a, a process to how we do it. And, um, you know, getting on the phone or talking to somebody who's totally cold and, and you don't know who they are. And that's the first time you talk to them. It's kind of a nerve wracking thing. So talking about weaknesses, what for each one of you were something that you had to overcome that I had to get better at or what do you feel that now that you've gone through this experience you know where are you stronger now a lot of so the thing I mentioned in most of my interview calls that I'm going through now is I go back to this competition and I mentioned how it wasn't just the feedback I was given I felt it like right away I was like I jumped in a little too soon to this um, and on those calls a big thing that I took away from this is being coachable. So I, I look for ways. I talk to the professionals on how do I, how I can improve that and just go from there. Yeah, I think for myself, um, I've definitely learned to be more conversational. Like you don't have to be a survey giver in a sales meeting. You can be conversational. You're there to make relationships and you really want to create that that networking opportunity for yourself. Um, I think a big thing when, when on calls with professionals after the competition, I've tried to be more conversational, ask questions more about their lives and um, what they do outside of work rather than just stay focused on, on the job that I'm applying for. And for me, just like Caleb said, uh, a big one for me was jumping into the sale a little too soon rather than 
uh, kind of building up the product rather than like, all right, hey, this is, uh, this is what it costs, this is what we have, uh, let's get started. Uh, more just build up what uh, the product is and all the information go along with it. So Nikki, you talked about, you got feedback from professionals. And so as part of this, again, not only were you guys pitching to sales professionals, but you got a chance to talk with them, to network with them, to get to know them. So it wasn't just, you know, there was a competition aspect, but you're going to see some results, hopefully in your career from some of these uh, relationships that you made. So um, Hayden, we'll start with you first. Who were some of the people that you met with through Zoom and then there in Atlanta? Like what were some of the teams you met with? And I'm also kind of interested in hearing like what was some of the feedback you got after your round? So my uh, original Zoom call was with uh, Chase Hudson from the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, got to go through that whole process and uh, kind of just go through what we've been pre- preparing the entire time and I actually got a chance to meet with him uh, down in Atlanta uh, just for a short time. Uh, and uh, my buyer and uh, judge for the first round uh, had uh, Joe Rickert from uh, Tamar Sales University and then Rachel Starr from the Atlanta Hawks, who uh, after I got I got done with my pitch, they uh, kind of were able to sit down and tell me what I did very well and uh, some of the things that like, hey, this is what you did wrong and uh, how you could improve it. So just getting that feedback from them was really important for what I thought at the time was, uh, hey, I could take this into the next round. But uh, now it's just I get to take it into whatever I go into in the future. Caleb, what about you? Who were some of the people that you role played with and and what was some of the feedback that was constructive that you think you could use? Yeah, so the original round on Zoom, I role played with a guy from the Tennessee Titans. I think it was their inside sales. Um, And then out in Atlanta, it was with uh, a couple of the Hawks people. One One was the buyer and then one was the judge. And a lot of the feedback they gave, kind of like I said, was uh overall very good they said i was pretty good at being conversational but the big thing like i said was um jumping in just a little too soon if it wasn't for that it would have been better we talk about that like in the sales process like building rapport and how important it is and i think that's the hardest thing so in in this you know process this was the class i teach the capstone class and and kind of helping coach um this for this competition it's one of the things i tried to talk about a little bit is just trying to figure out a way you know we want to get to the sale and we want to make that sale and that's the end goal Um, but people usually buy from who they like and you've got to have a little bit of rapport with them. So that was some great feedback. And then Nikki, what about you? I know you've, um, you know, you went through a few more levels kind of making it to the championship. Do you remember the teams that you were pitching to or where they were from and and just maybe some of the feedback you got? Yeah. uh, My first round, I met with Pat Ailing from the Philadelphia Flyers and he has become a close connection of mine. Um, He actually helped prep me for the championship round. So walking into that room, I was like, I know who my buyer is. And it was great to, to hear from him because he had given me a lot of feedback the week before we went down to Atlanta about what I could do to improve. And um, I was able to kind of use that feedback going into that first round. And he complimented me on being able to overcome some of those challenges I was having. Um, Met with quite a few Atlanta Hawks uh, representatives after the third or fourth round. I think it was all Atlanta Hawks people. Um, And the biggest piece of uh, feedback I received was being more conversational and using my confidence to play into that conversational piece. So again, kind of another 
rapport thing. So as we talk about that, you know, we'll, we'll say conversational or, or doing rapport. How can we do it? If there's a student listening to this, maybe a junior and like, man, I want to do this sales competition next year. And I hear this is kind of the common theme. Have we figured out a way to be a little bit more conversational? And I'll let anybody jump in who has an opinion on it. Yeah, I'd say go out, like think outside the box, not just sports, like ask them about what they do outside of, mm-hmm. outside of work, uh, some hobbies, what they've done with their work, like if they've done any outings, things like that. Uh, just a good starting place. Anybody else have anything to add? Uh, no, I, I agree with that. Um, just uh, you'll already know the per- uh, know a little bit about the person, kind of dig deeper into the, the scenario. You already know them, ask questions, kind of get to know them. Uh, build that relationship. I mean, that's what the, what sales is really about is building relationships. Um, so yeah, just asking those questions and staying on task. All right. And then Nikki, let's jump into it because, hey, we're probably not having this podcast if, if we didn't make it to Atlanta, right? Um, the fact that this thing is blown up and, and we're getting news stories written and, and uh, you know, everywhere on, on social media, just about how well you guys did. And, and especially Nikki finishing runner up in the country out of 180 students. Um, let's kind of recount um, Atlanta. And so we get out there and we start on, on a Monday and we're in the 64 team single elimination tournament. And so maybe just kind of walk us through how that worked and what you were feeling and, and how you performed and, and everything that comes to your mind. Yeah, I definitely woke up that first morning in Atlanta feeling confident, ready to go. Um, walking to the stadium, it felt like I was walking into like my own Super Bowl per se. Um, it was definitely a lot of tension when we got there because we were surrounded by um, the per- professors and students from other schools and everybody's there to compete for the same title. Um, walked into my first round and I felt really good about that. Um, not only having a buyer that I was familiar with, but just being able to prep uh, that week before and and have my head on right. Um, going into my second and third round, I was feeling okay, but I remember walking out and I saw Hayden and Caleb and I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely not making it past this round. I (laughs) did horribly. I didn't focus on any of the feedback they had given me and my buyer just gave me no information whatsoever on what they needed. Um, So I was sitting there waiting and it felt like three hours before I got those results back. And it was like, how did I pull that off? Um, and then we listened to some panels and I had to immediately jump back into the rest of the rounds of the day. And when I tell you my eyes were bloodshot because I was so tired of like looking at words on a paper and looking at people like in their eyes, trying to have those conversations, it was like, oh man, count me out for the rest of the day. (laughs) But, um, then I made it to the final round with um, Kyle Gaspari from Arizona State. And um, the final championship round was on a stage in front of everybody in attendance at the competition. And nobody knew before Tuesday when the championship happened that it was going to be on a stage. And I think everybody was internally freaking out about that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think I failed to mention this was all taking place at uh, State Farm Arena, 
um, in Atlanta. So where the Hawks play, the Hawks played a major part in this. And it was interesting, you know, we were kind of set up in one room, kind of on the suite level. And you guys would do your sales role plays, um, like in one of their like club levels or, or a suite or something like that. So it was really, really kind of cool. And, you know, just to paint a picture. So you would go in and you would do your role play. And then they were live kind of tracking the scores. So you would be in there with your buyer. And then there was a judge who was actually judging it and they would flash the score. So, you know, kind of in the waiting area where they had some of the presentations that Nikki talked about, um, we would just kind of wait for the scores and I had my laptop out and was constantly refreshing and we were kind of like waiting each round. And, you know, I felt like it kind of got more intense as, as we went, but, you know, another big part of this is that, you know, we're taking some of the best in my mind, you know, after being around them, some of the top sport management, sport sales, sport marketing students in the country, you know, in one spot there. So there were about 20 teams and organizations looking to hire and that you guys could network with. So I, I'm interested in hearing a little bit about that. So Nikki, we'll start with you this time. Tell us about some of the teams that you've interviewed with. What was that like? And, you know, do you have any offers right now? And, you know, where do you see yourself going here in the, in the next year? Yeah, so um, I have received eight offers uh, from different teams all across the country. Um, to, it's a lot of big four sports teams um, and I have started exploring even more opportunities um, but I'm excited to see where I go uh, networking with the teams down in Atlanta I had already had previous conversations with a lot of the teams and so I was able to meet up with these professionals who I had phone calls and zoom meetings with in person and it was almost like doing a double take because everyone was wearing masks and you're like <laughs> I think I know you, but I don't know if I know you. And um, it was great to really get back into the flow of in-person networking. Yeah. And then Hayden, what about you? Who were you able to, to network with and have you had some interviews? Yeah, I was able to talk with basically every single team that was down there. I mean, if, if uh, they didn't have an interview at the time, I was like, hey, jump right in. One of my uh, advice I got from uh, Nick, I believe it was Nick Spur of the New York Mets said, uh, just be outgoing, go, go up and uh, talk to whoever. So that was a big thing I was able to do was just, if I saw somebody open, go up and talk to them uh, outside of uh, the interviews that I had set. And uh, that has led to uh, a few more uh, uh, interactions outside, like since we've been back, uh, getting just uh, emailing back and forth with people, getting calls. Uh, currently no offers, but uh, just looking forward to see what happens next. Yeah, and it's certainly a process and it takes a little bit of time. And right now, as we record this, now this will probably drop in March, but it's still February. So there's still a little bit of time before we graduate. And then um, Caleb, I know you've, we've talked about, you've done some interviewing already. Um, you know, who were, do you have anything, any teams or anybody who was kind of memorable that you network with or interviewed with or kind of stand up to you? Yeah. So Kind of like Hayden said, uh, really took the opportunity and talked to as many teams as I could there that time allowed. Uh, it was like a career fair, so you could just kind of walk up to each one as there was an opening and talk to them. Um, and then along with that, it was the Tuesday night. I got to network with a couple of people from the Hawks, which was a really good experience for me, uh, hoping to keep those networks going. Um, and along with that, not a team in Atlanta, but as Pod mentioned, I do have work experience with the Mad Ants and would love to stay there uh, post-graduation. So, 
so yeah, you know, Tim Ballman is listening to this, you know, which I'm sure he is because the Mad Ants are a great partner. You know, you've got a guy, Caleb, he'd, he'd be, a, I don't, I was going to say home run, but he'd be a slam dunk hire, right, for, for basketball. So I want to ask you guys to give two pieces of advice. And again, I'll just kind of open this up to whoever kind of thinks about this first. Um, first, for sales. So as we talk about sports, sales in sport, you know, there's two kind of avenues you go in sport. There's the player side, which, you know, every, I think freshman that comes in, that's a sport management major, you know, Hey, that's what I want to do. I want to hang with LeBron. Right. Um, and then there's the business side. Well, that player side, only about 15% of the jobs are on that. Right. So we're talking about coaching and scouting and player development, GM, things like that. And then on the business side, though, on that revenue side, that's where the bulk of jobs are. And that's where most of our students go. And that's kind of where I push students. It doesn't mean that if you want to be a GM, I don't try to crush your dreams. You don't go for it. But, you know, like in the NBA, we'll just stick with that. There's only 30 of those jobs and there's 400 degree granting sport management programs in the country. So, you know, you do the math. It's just going to be tough. But on that revenue side, those are the opportunities are and for the most part kind of that entry level into ticket sales is the easiest way to get started and not only that you can make a great career in that so as we think about sales and advice you would give to maybe juniors or sophomores or freshmen like how can they become a better salesperson because you went through this process and if you could go back now and talk to yourself back in november before this started what might you do different or what advice would you give just a little bit of advice. Uh, something I got from uh, Jackson Billings uh, when I got I had a phone call with him, uh, uh, trying grad. He kind of told me like, just listen to what Professor Pod has to say. Uh, live by those words. What you're going to learn in uh, the sport management capstone and going through learning everything about the sales process and everything. Uh, as a salesperson in the sport industry, you will live by that process. You'll be able to just come back to that and be able to kind of overcome whatever else, whatever sales obstacles you're going to have in your future career. Um, another one that I learned uh, going back to the one with uh, Nick Spur was just don't, don't be afraid to uh, really talk to people. What I learned kind of down in Atlanta was uh, just, well, I actually heard this from a couple of people is, Hey, at the end of the day, it's just a person. Yeah. It's somebody that is working for a professional sports team and they're in the spot that you want to be in 10 years. At the end of the day, it's just a person that you can go up and talk to. Um, and then probably my last one, I know you said two, but the only no, look, one, other one I, could, I could think of would be uh, kind of just take the chance. Uh, Cause I'll be honest uh, when professor pod asked us about the spit, the sales competition in class and he had three people already. He's like, Hey, I need one more. I was a little hesitant and said, raise my hand said, sure. Why not? And uh, I'm very thankful to have taken that opportunity and uh, it's led me to a great place. Uh, great answers. And you know, the Jackson Billings answer is a perfect Jackson <laughs> Billings answer. Um, and we have an old saying in coaching. So before I got into higher ed as a, as a professor, right, I coached and um, you know, if you didn't do it or well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but if you can't get it right, do it the way your coach told you to the first time. So um, I guess I'll give myself a little bit pat on the back there, but really I didn't have much to do with it. I just wind you guys up and turned you loose and you guys crushed it. Um, any other advice you guys might give on, on the sales process um, specifically? Yeah. So kind of piggybacking off what Hayden said, uh, definitely don't be afraid to go out and talk to people, be that be the instigator in a conversation. Uh, teams like it when you come to them first and introduce yourself, tell them 
what you've done, how you differentiate yourself. That's another point I'll go into there. Find ways to differentiate yourself. There, as Pod mentioned, there's schools all over the country and those people are looking for the same positions that you are. So you have to find ways to differentiate yourself and make yourself look attractive to a team or an organization. Um, and then the last one I would say is uh, being coachable is a big thing too. Really just finding ways to get better and learn from other people. Like Professor Pod, for example, he's, he's here for us at the end of the day and willing to help us with just about anything we need. And he was a great resource throughout this whole process. Yeah, I think my advice for, for being a salesperson is you really got to let your personality shine. Um, you have to, you shouldn't be afraid to be yourself um, in these sales meetings because you're creating a relationship and you could eventually make friendships from being in these sales meetings. Um, and like both of my counterparts have said, uh, you got to differentiate yourself, find a way to make yourself unique, take no prisoners and uh, go out there and kill it. Well, you know, Caleb kind of alluded to this and then Nikki um, kind of just expanded just a little bit on it, but there is a process. So we, we taught you guys there is a sales process and you got a script and, but we don't want to sound robotic. You do want to let your personality come out. Um, so, you know, in, in some of our role play that means we crack jokes or we have fun. Some are a little bit more serious. It just, you've got to read the situation there. So I'm really glad that, that you guys talked about that. And then the second piece of advice I'm going to ask, and again, anybody can jump in on this, whoever thinks about this, is if you were going to be talking to one of our undergrads, now that you guys are seniors, you're interviewing, you're getting ready to graduate, you're going to have jobs here in the next couple of weeks, what advice would you give to underclassmen? It doesn't have to be necessarily about the sales competition, but, you know, like Nikki's been the president of the sport management club and you've networked and you've gotten to know all these people. I think Caleb has gone on every trip that we've gone to, right? Hayden's been involved. And, you know, like you said, you were a little hesitant, but you raised your hand and all of a sudden you did awesome in this thing. You know, you were in the top, I think you were in the, um, you were 64th out of that first round. So you were in that top 100 um, doing something you never thought maybe you might do. So, now that you guys are, are old, um, what would you tell our younger students? Well, geez, thanks for making us feel old there. But, uh, the biggest thing, like we've, like we've all said, is just taking advantage of those opportunities. Uh, when they're there, just don't, don't let it slip. Do whatever you can to continue to gain experience because that's really how you're going to differentiate yourself and set yourself up for a good future. Yeah, I would say I have three pieces of advice and being a transfer student here at Trine and then going through this process of networking and interviewing, I've definitely learned a lot about myself and a, a lot about the process. My first piece of advice is take any opportunity that comes your way, no matter how small, how big the opportunity is, you need to stay focused on what you want to do. But at the same time, it's always good to explore opportunities that may be outside of your comfort zone. Be comfortable with the uncomfortable is what I've been told. Um, my second piece of advice is use your resources. Network uh, with people not only here at Trine, but also in the sports world. You never know who you could be connected with. Um, and Professor Pod has been a huge help and the person who has really pushed me to, to be the best um, future professional that I can be. And the third piece of advice is you are your own salesperson. Sales is a very relatable 
subject. And if you're able to sell yourself and sell the idea of what you are able to provide for an organization, you can go anywhere. And just going along with uh, what Caleb and Nikki said, I agree with all that. Um, and just get, get involved, uh, take the chance. I, I've, I've had the opportunity to be uh, part of the sport management club uh, and try and student marketing association, and then gotten to go along for the national collegiate sports sales championships. Uh, all of those, uh, they do look great on a resume and they're also just great experiences to have. Um, yeah. And here's what I love about that. I mean, we're talking about networking, getting involved, know your strengths, know how to differentiate yourself. You know, nowhere in that is it, oh, you got to go to like this big name school, right? You have to get a 4.0, although as a professor, I mean, you should do your best, right? Uh, but, you know, as we're looking at resumes, I mean, in the world of sport, and I was in it for a number of years, like, you know, I don't care where you went to school. I don't care what your GPA was, but can you sit down and have a conversation with me? You know, if I put you in front of one of our clients, do I know that you're going to represent us well? Um, if we're going to be together, like, you know, in baseball, you work nine to five and then you're at the game from seven to midnight. If we're going to be together for 16 hours a day, you know, will we not end up choking each other at the end of the day? Right. So those, those are the important things. All right. So last question I have for you guys, and uh, we'll go uh, in alphabetical order by first name. So it's going to go Caleb, Caleb, we're going to go Hayden and then um, Nikki you're gonna finish it off finish us off so I'm trying to stall for you here a little bit I'm gonna I want you to give a 30 second elevator pitch all right so because you guys uh, so they're rolling their eyes you can't see it in the podcast so because you guys you know are the, are the best sports sales one of the best or some of the best sports sales um, students in the country you know there's no doubt there's going to be a lot of teams and organizations listening to this podcast and they're going to want to know a little bit more about you so if you could do a 30 second sales pitch on why teams should hire you you know what would it be and I'll continue stalling for you a little bit but you know is it because you're a great communicator or uh, you're a great teammate or you can bring in revenue and you can, you can, uh, you can prove that, you know, if you had a 30 second pitch, what do you think it would be? Did I give you enough time, Caleb? Yeah, sure. All right. Fire away. All right. So the biggest thing for me definitely was through, as Pod mentioned, we started with the uh, capstone class, which was working with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And I found a lot of communication skills as well as confidence coming out of that. Uh, I even went as far as placing runner up in that. And it was a little difficult during that because we only had a couple weeks to sell, which was a very unique experience compared to the past classes. Um, and I was still able to sell right around 50 tickets, which was a big confidence boost for me. And then along with that, uh, competing in the sales competition and as Pod mentioned, being in the top 64, uh, definitely is something that gives me a lot of confidence going into post-graduation. That's an important point, Caleb. You finished in the top three in the class selling Mad Ants tickets and um, um, darn near close to being number one. We, we almost got that. That's another story for another time. Uh, Hayden, what would be your 30-second pitch for teams to hire you? Um, so just going along with the intro of this podcast, I'm Hayden Jones, uh, sport management and marketing major pursuing my MBA. Uh, I'm also a member of the uh, Sport Management Club and Trine Student Marketing Association. Uh, I had the opportunity to participate in the National Collegiate Sports Sales Championships where I placed in the top 100. Uh, and then I feel like uh, I'm a good candidate for any job. Uh, I feel like I can talk to anybody really. Uh, get in there, uh, start talking and 
just kind of need to stop me really. Yeah. Uh, so we got to participate in, uh, like Caleb said, the uh, sport management capstone. We got to sell uh, Mad Ants tickets. Got to learn a lot from that, and uh, it was an overall great experience to where I could uh, perfect my skills and uh, see where where it's going to take me in the future. And it's been fun. You know, I've had you as a student over these four years, and you've kind of been quiet in class. But, you know, when you when you speak up, you got good pipes, and you're personable. <laughs> I'm like, man, where's this dude been? And now all of a sudden, you know, you're just kind of blowing up. So um, thank you for that, yeah, Hayden. And then, uh, Nikki, what would be your pitch for teams to hire you? Yeah, um, like I said, my name is Nikki Maroney. I am a senior sport and recreation major. I also have an associate's degree in sports management. Um, here at Trine, I'm quite a busy individual. I'm a <laughs> fan experience intern in the athletic department, a senator in student government, uh, the president and director of PR membership for the sports management club, and the recruitment chair for my sorority, Theta Phi Alpha. Um, and I think all of my experiences play into what I'm able to offer. I have seen the recruitment portion of organizations. I'm able to have that leadership aspect and I'm able to work hard and be able to put my head down and stay focused on what I'm there to accomplish. And I'm very passionate and driven about sales. And I think I would be a great candidate for any sales position. So there we go. We got three free agents on the market. And, and if you got and if teams have not hired or organizations are not hired, um, you need to get a hold of them quick because they will not last. I'm telling you, they will not last. So uh, Nikki, Hayden, Caleb, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have you on the team and have you on the podcast. And um, one of it's a bittersweet thing as a professor because you get to have these great students and then you graduate and you leave. So I, I wish we could keep you forever, but I understand we want you to go on and be successful. And, and I just look forward to moving off and getting free tickets from you guys in the future. So uh, thanks for all your hard work and thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Bob. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to download our next episode on Tuesday, March 29th, as we present a special episode of the podcast, a replay of the talk from this year's featured speaker, Grand Rapids Gold owner, and Trine alumnus, Steve Jabbar. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes today. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. If you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the Center for Sports Studies podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating if you liked what you heard. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TrineCSS and subscribe to our YouTube page by searching for the Trine University Center for Sports Studies. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.